Welcome back to another Truth Matters podcast episode where we are speaking the truth while it's still legal. Thanks for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and get ready to hear the truth. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. Why the Bible? Why Christianity? Why believe in God? Why believe in Jesus? Hey guys, welcome to episode 85 of Truth Matters Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I wanted to pose the question, why should we believe in the Bible? Why should we believe in God? Maybe you're uh, a, an atheist or someone who is on the fence and you're trying to figure out who is God and, and, and is God even real and should I believe in God and if so, why should I believe in God? Or maybe you're one of those who knows that there's a higher power but you're not sure who it is, if it is a who. But I'm here to hopefully convince you today that there is a God. And I'm here today to answer that question you have in your mind, or at least I hope to. Why should I believe in God? I don't see Him. I don't feel Him. But so many people believe in Him. So many people believe in Muhammad, too. So many people believe in Confucius, and so many people believe in the sun god, and so many people believe in the moon god, and so many people believe in mother nature, and so many people believe in Buddhism and Hinduism, and uh, there's so many beliefs in the world. According to Google, there are over 4,000 recognized religions in the world. So why Jesus? Approximately a hundred million Bibles are sold every year. Ten billion plus Bibles have been sold in the 20th century alone. In earlier centuries, the literacy rate as well as the population would have been much lower, but still a lot. Billions upon billions of Bibles have been sold. It is number one selling. Why the Bible? Why not the Hindu Bible or why not the Buddhist Bible? Why the Holy Bible? Why Christianity? Why Jesus? I'll tell you why. Because it is the only religion that is able to instantaneously transform a human being from the inside out. It is the only belief that produces real change in the heart, mind, and spirit of man. Hebrews 4 and 12 declares, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We can read many books, and we know the words, and we understand their meanings. But what book, I ask you, can you read that is able to read you? What book 
can you read that is able to understand your thoughts and the imagination of your heart? What book can be so real and so alive that it can actually know what you are thinking? It is none other than the Holy Bible, God's Holy Word. Why the Bible? Because it is able to transform a believing human into a new creature. The Bible says that we are new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It is the only book that is able to make a real difference, not only in your mind, but in your body and your soul. The Bible is God's word. His word is true, but I can't see him. How do I know his word is true? Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 explains it so clearly and beautifully. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Deep down in your soul, You may claim to be an atheist. You may claim not to believe there is a God. You may claim to believe this or that. But deep down in your soul, there is a longing and a desire for your Creator. There is a deep calling unto deep, if you will. There is a hunger and a yearning for the God who created you for a relationship with the God who created you. Deep down inside of you, there is a void that needs to be filled. And you can search all your life. You can try any belief you want. You can read any book you want. You can follow any man-made doctrine, you can listen to any philosopher, you can look through history and look through time, and you can follow the rule books and the manuals, and you can try the 30-day challenge, and uh, you can try the New Year's resolutions, and you can try changing your habits, and you can try making a difference in your life, and you may do it. With a determined mind, you can accomplish a lot. But no matter how much you try, no matter how successful you are in this world, no matter how much you do in this world, no matter how much you try, no matter what you do, you will always have an emptiness in your heart. You will always have that yearning for your Creator. In your heart and in your spirit deep down, you know that there's something more. There's a calling. God is calling you to believe in Him, to trust in Him. If you try Jesus, you will not regret Him. Maybe you are a Christian, and maybe you're going through a trial, and maybe you're struggling with your faith. Maybe God hasn't showed up, and you you feel like you're losing hope. Don't worry, friend. I'm right there with you. There has been times in my life when I have 
prayed to God and I've hoped for a change in a particular situation, when I've prayed for an answer, and it didn't come overnight, it didn't come in a month, sometimes it didn't come for years. I know what it is to feel lost, I know what it is to feel hopeless, I know what it is to feel like you don't even know what your purpose is, but you know you have a purpose. If you can find Jesus, if you can search for Him, if you can open your heart up and at least begin considering this man named Jesus, this God that I serve, you will understand there is a God. I know there's a God because He's changed me. I used to be addicted to drugs. I used to be a partier. I used to be one of those guys that wasted his money on stupid things and uh, got into trouble. And I, I, I couldn't stop myself from the road that I was on. I couldn't stop myself from doing the things that I wasn't very proud of. And when I began turning my attention to Jesus, when I began calling out to him, calling out to God and praying to Him and seeking Him. And I begin making the choice in my mind and my heart to serve Him, to give my life to Him. Instantly, I was no longer an addict. I no longer desired those things. I received my deliverance. I felt the weight of the world was taken off my shoulders and there was a peace that is unexplainable. My life was changed. I no longer desired those things that I once desired. I no longer craved those things in my flesh that I once craved. And I no longer done the things that I once did. I'm on a new path now. And Jesus talks to me daily. Some days he's quiet. Some days he's more silent than others. I'm not crazy. We're not crazy because we believe in Jesus. He'd be crazy not to. Cesar Alborgia was an Italian nobleman, politician, and cardinal. He said this just before he died. While I lived, I provided for everything but death. Now I must die, and I am unprepared to die. David Hume, an atheist philosopher, famous for his religious skepticism, he cried loud on his deathbed, I am in flames! It is said his desperation was a horrible scene. Sir Francis Newport, head of an English atheist club, to those gathered around his deathbed, You need not tell me there is no God, for I know there is one and that I am in his presence. You need not tell me there is no hell. I feel myself already slipping. Wretches, seize your idol. Talk about there being hope for me. I know I am lost forever. Oh, that fire. Oh, the insufferable pangs of hell. Oh, that I could lie for a thousand years upon the fire that is never quenched to purchase the favor of God and be united to him again. But it is a fruitless wish. Millions and millions of years will bring me no nearer the end of my torments than one poor hour 
Oh, eternity, eternity, forever and forever. Oh, the insufferable pangs of hell. Anton LaVey, the head of the Church of Satan, who is currently deceased. His dying words were, Oh my, oh my, what have I done? There is something very wrong. Folks, there is a God. There is a heaven. And there is a hell. And there is a Jesus who over 2,000 years ago, the Son of God, came. He lived 33 and a half years. He lived as a man. God lived as a man. He felt the limitations of man. He went through the struggles of adolescence and uh, of the teenage years and of young manhood. And he grew up and became a man. He suffered, he bled, and he died on a cross for you and for me. He went into hell for three days. He was dead. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and rose again. Why do I believe in God? Because he is the only man. He is the only God who could make himself a man, allow himself to be killed, and raise his own self up out of the grave. Acts 1 and 3 says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. 500 plus people seen Jesus. The Bible is not just a book. It is a history book. There is many proofs. Even to this day, many discoveries of biblical times and biblical happenings that prove biblical truth, that prove biblical accuracy. The Bible is not just a book. It is the book, the book of life, the book of hope, the book of truth. It is the book that is Jesus. Bible says that he was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And all things are made by him and through him. And he is God. Jesus is God. It is the most uh, amazing. It is the most mind-boggling thing to think that God could do something so great. But God is not limited by our own thinking. He's not limited even by your faith. If you don't want to believe in Him, that's your choice. But trust me when I say, friend, if you do not make your plans for eternity, you will spend an eternity in hell. Why not choose Jesus now? Because if you don't bow before Him now, you will bow before Him on Judgment Day. Surrender your heart to Him today. Give Him a chance. If you are a Christian today, make a fresh commitment this 2023, this first episode in 2023. Make a commitment to give your heart to Jesus greater than you ever have, to do more for Him than you ever have. Because, folks, we don't have a promise of tomorrow. Time is winding up, and this thing's about ready to wrap up, and and Jesus is at the door knocking. He's getting ready to come get His children. 
Will you be one of His? Will you give your heart to Him today? Just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I need you. I believe in you. I trust in you. Come into my heart today. Not only be my Savior, but be my Lord and be my friend. I need you, Jesus. Walk with me. Talk with me. Lead me. Keep me. And allow me to spend eternity with you in heaven. And allow me to bring a few others with me on the way. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, I'm so happy for you because if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your heart, you are instantaneously a new creature in Christ. Walk with Him. Follow Him. Don't give up on Him. If you fall, repent. Ask Him to help you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to strengthen you. Ask Him to help you back up. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Until next week. God bless. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day, 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 day.